This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient Faith for Today's World May 28, 2023 John 7, 37-39 I was walking through town and I saw one of those signs that you've probably seen before. It says, Yard Sale. This one didn't have an address on it, but it had a, an arrow that was pointing the direction where you're supposed to find the yard sale. Only there was a problem. See, this sign had fallen over, and on its side, it had an arrow pointing up, yard sale. I thought, that must be interesting. I wonder what that would be like. Hey God, what's that over there? Those, those old parish shoes or sandals. Oh, those... My son used to wear those. He says they're comfortable, like walking on water. Or, or maybe that, God, what, what's that? I'm kind of interested in that, that jar. Is that worth anything? Oh, yeah, I've, I've had that for thousands of years. It's just been sitting there. It's from Zarephath. You put oil in it, it'll keep on giving you oil. Okay, I'll give you five bucks. All right, good. We don't know... Um, if God really would do that, I'm sure he has greater treasures in store than the miracles of the past. And of course, that is far from what God really does, isn't it? As God gives us his gifts. God doesn't bargain with us or have used goods to barter with us. No, he pours out and gives us, equips us for service in his kingdom with three gifts. And today what we'll see how that's done as we look at God's word, especially as we focus on what Jesus says in John chapter 7. And there we'll see how Jesus lives. And he lives to equip us for service. In John 7, we find Jesus is at the Festival of Booths. It was a time also called the Feast of Tabernacles, when the people were supposed to be reminded of a time when they lived in temporary shelters. And you can imagine if you were living in a temporary home, a tent perhaps, that would remind you how much you need your God. And as they celebrated those seven days living in that temporary shelter, it was to remind them that they looked to God in the wilderness when they were rescued from Egypt, and he gave them bread from heaven. He supplied water from the rock. The Lord met their needs. They didn't need to focus on their striving after the things of this world. God had rescued them, and God was going to provide, and God was going to equip and use them as his people now to serve him. In grace. Well, we see Jesus was there at the festival, and it says on the, the last, that would be the eighth day, a day of rest, but sacred assembly, the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out in a loud voice, and he extended the invitation as he says, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. You know, they had just been Hopefully it's what they should have been, meditating on God as our source of water and life and food. And here's Jesus saying, come to me, anyone, and drink. And just as the scripture says, springs of living water will flow from within them. You know, God extends that invitation to this world. As he says, come to me. As you read on, by this he means those who believe in him, who come to him in his word and who trust in that word. Come to me, Jesus says, anyone who thirst. He's really echoing the words of Isaiah when he spoke long ago through the prophet Isaiah saying, whoever is thirsty, 
Come, let them freely take. Why labor for food that does not satisfy or for water that will not satisfy, but come? That's what Jesus says he offers this world. Sadly, though, what do we see as we look around the world? Kind of like what happened when Israel first was rescued and God had brought them out of Egypt and what did they do? Where did they look for help? They complained. They turned to their own ways and they turned really against God who freely rescued them and would freely supply their need. That's how this world looks at God. God has given us life. He's, he's provided salvation and yet when people look for satisfaction in this world, they might hear the voice of Christ crying out through his church, come, come, be satisfied. Find in Jesus the living water, the water of life, and be fully satisfied. But what do we see? So many are chasing for satisfaction and what cannot satisfy. They reason that maybe if I just divorce my spouse, then, then things will be better if I chase this new direction. But it doesn't satisfy. Or they tell themselves that if they just follow the ways of the world, which says if you could just get enough wealth or buy enough things, then you'll really have it made. But it can't satisfy. Or, yes, we see the destructive behaviors, broken relationships, abuse with drugs, alcoholism, all the things that we chase after, hoping it will just either give us relief or satisfaction, but it, it can't. See, those things, they don't serve God. They don't even serve us. They serve the devil. As our sinful nature is pulled into it and by our own temptation we give in to those desires and we find we will never be satisfied digging our own wells only apart from God. You know, it's what the scriptures say. When, when Jesus cries out saying, if anyone's thirsty, there's a problem. We try to take our thirst to all the wrong places. And that's what we do by nature. That's what this world does, sadly. The prophet Isaiah reminds us, there is no one who seeks God, no one who does good, not even one. They have altogether become corrupt. Though God offers life, the world rejects it for its own course and under servitude of the devil finds thirst and death and remains apart from God and under God's wrath. But there's Jesus. Since we could not search him and find him, he comes to this world, this thirsty world, and by his word he declares that festival as everyone is hearing, if anyone thirst, come to me and drink. It's a pretty bold statement that he can offer this, this man, Jesus, but he's more than a man. He is the fulfillment of Scripture. He says, come to me and drink and just as the Scriptures say, whoever believes in me, springs of living water will flow from them. John tells us by this he meant the Holy Spirit, which they were to receive. That is, when you come to faith in Christ, you have satisfaction as your sins are forgiven. As we look to the one who came to rescue us, we see he meets every need and he pours out his spirit to his people so that we can have just as scripture prophesied good things. 
One of those prophecies among the many that speak of God quenching the thirst and pouring out his spirit is found in the prophet Zechariah. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. God promises he will send his spirit to his people. That day came when the disciples were gathered. John says that when Jesus was glorified, it would come. And it happened. Jesus was glorified. He was glorified not by what you might expect as the world suddenly saw him and received drink, but no, Jesus was glorified as he went to the cross. And on the cross, the Son of God in human flesh cried out, I thirst. And you have to wonder, this same man who just cried out, Father, why have you forsaken me? Now saying on the cross, I thirst. Was this merely physical thirst? As Jesus faced the curse of sin for us, so that through the blood that flowed and through the waters of baptism that he pours out his spirit to us and gives us life and forgiveness through his death and resurrection. And so he could say, just as the scripture has promised, when you believe in me, springs of living water will flow. And that was first seen on that Pentecost Sunday when the disciples were gathered, as we read earlier. All of them were together in one place. And then with the sound of a roaring, what sounded like rushing waters, tons of fire separated and appeared over them, a sign that the Spirit was there, showing them that God had poured out the gift he had long promised and prophesied, and he was equipping his people. Not only did the disciples have rescue from sin, but now they were given the waters and it was flowing from within as the Spirit spoke through them. And all around who heard them that day heard the invitation, come to Jesus and drink the free gift of life and water. And that message still is proclaimed today as God equips you with his Spirit. He continues, the living Jesus pours out the Spirit to equip you for service that you can serve him in his kingdom and that with that gift of the Spirit, you can carry out whatever role it is, not because he needs your service, but because you now have the privilege of being part of his kingdom. And that living water flows as the fruit of the Spirit is found in your life. Gentleness, peace, patience, joy, self-control. And along with that, the word of God is spoken. And the invitation that Jesus extended continues as he says, Come to me, whoever is thirsty. The world's not looking for it, but they hear the cry of Christ as you speak his word. And the word, when they hear it, works on that heart. And the Spirit comes with that word. And by the working and power of the Spirit, that invitation comes to a heart so they too have the Spirit. And whoever believes has springs of water flowing from them. And the church in a dry and thirsty world continues to spread and grow as the living Jesus 
equips us for service. Amen. Peace.